The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I'll let you in on another little secret, Mr. Thatcher. I think I'm the man to do it, you see. I have money and property. If I don't look after the interests of the underprivileged, maybe somebody else will. Maybe somebody without any money or property. Yes, yes, and that yes. Would money be too and property. Bad. Well, I happened to see your financial statement today, Charles. Oh, did you? Now, tell me honestly, my boy. Don't you think it's rather unwise to continue this philanthropic enterprise? This inquirer that's costing you a million dollars a year? You're right, Mr. Thatcher. I did lose a million dollars last year. I expect to lose a million dollars this year. I expect to lose a million dollars next year. You know, Mr. Thatcher, at the rate of a million dollars a year, I'll have to close this place in 60 years. Now, that's a clip uh, from the magnum opus of Orson Welles, uh, made at the age of only 25, a Citizen Kane. And to talk to us about uh, this giant of Hollywood uh, is Lisa Cannon, TV host and executive producer of Spotlight. Good morning and welcome, Lisa. Good morning. This is a nod to you, Pat, because I know you love Orson Welles, as do I. I have to go back in my cache of work and back when I did my master's in film because we studied Orson Welles and it's, it's kind of sad to think that some people have not seen Citizen Kane or A Touch of Evil. A lot of people say it's in black and white. I don't watch black and white movies, which is a terrible mistake. <laughs> this is this is a terrible mistake because obviously if you look at what other movie directors have said about Orson Welles, Martin Scorsese said he's like an earthquake, one of the greatest directors of our time. Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, he said, I don't know a director who wouldn't work with Orson Welles in a second. Bogdanov, Woody Allen, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, he is the mecca of movie making, Orson Welles. Now, Citizen Kane um, was... Uh, you know, a sensation when it came out, but for two reasons. One, it was a brilliant film, but secondly, very controversial. Very controversial. Now, back in 1941, so we're going back a little bit, um, it, it is considered one of the greatest films ever made. I mean, the groundbreaking work in the filmmaking is not only that Wilson directed, co-wrote, produced and starred in, and he was a very young man, uh, 25, I think, when all of this happened, but it's about the media magnate, um, Charles Foster Kane, whose life is explored through the perspectives of film noir, not only just a deep focus filmmaking, but also the structure and the techniques, visual techniques, were deep exploration of uh, the protagonist at that time. So it's kind of uh, loosely based on the Hearst character, the very big massive media magnet. We all know the Hearst family. And there's so much around Citizen Kane that even though it garnered nine Oscar nominations, it only ever won one. Which For screenplay, screenplay, I think it was. Which is very sad. I mean, of course, we've seen so many movies do that over the years. Mm. But Citizen Kane, its narrative structure is incredibly um, non-linear, which at the time when it was... Uh, kind of, I suppose, prompted by Orkeo to be made. They thought that maybe he could have a little bit more um, freedom, but actually they didn't because he was a young director. So, you know, well, uh, you know, Orson Welles, who being Orson Welles, very outspoken and very um, unique film director, he decided to use these visual and cinematic techniques that were never explored before. So that's what makes him unique. Yeah. Now, the, the scandal about it was that it was based on, loosely, on the life of William Randolph Hearst, who was yeah. the big... Uh, media mogul of the time, a whole raft of newspapers right across America. And uh, his um, enamorata was uh, someone called Marion Davis and he was pushing for her to be a big hit in Hollywood. And the narrative around Charles Foster Kane in Citizen Kane is that he has this uh, wife, Susan Kane, who he's doing the same for. So the parallels were so distinct 
that uh, Hearst wouldn't have it written about in his newspapers and tried to stop everything about it, tried to stop its production and its distribution. Yeah, absolutely. And with Orson, because obviously he was a young filmmaker, he has always said that this was his pinnacle. But why it was so controversial was that it it garnered so much, you know, considerable attention when it was released, obviously due to the similarities with William Randolph Hearst, but also the depiction of Kane and also the mystique and the legacy of William Hearst as well. Now, the critical acclaim at the time, it faced, as we said, the initial resistance, but also uh, the, the acclaim came by the direction. I think really that's what, and the writing, of course, as well, but also the performance, bearing in mind Orson Welles was the lead protagonist. Um, I think the impact that it's had has endured for decades, yeah. Pat. Do you know, not only that it's generations of filmmakers that now see how important Citizen Kane is, but also the fact that the camera techniques were so yeah. interesting. No, but it's also a great, it's a great it's a movie. Great film. It's a great watch. It's a great watch. And even for argument's sake, obviously there's been no CGI back then, but also the innovative filmmaking in terms of makeup that they aged Orson Welles throughout the filmmaking process, just mm. with really good Now, there's another movie um, that uh, you mentioned, and this was from 1958, some 17 years after Citizen Kane. He made many movies in between. This was A Touch of Evil. Now, uh, the opening sequence in I A Touch of Evil. I know you love talking about it's this. It's three and a half minutes long. It's fantastic. And it's a single shot. It's this a single is shot. decades before Goodfellas or Marathon Man or any of those where they had all the modern technology at their disposal. It's just incredible. It, it is incredible. It's three minutes, 20 seconds long. Um, you and I have spoken about this many times about will, will we cover Orson Welles? And I'm so glad we're doing it today because he nails the movie's mood, the setting, the plot, and of course the racial friction in one long layered piece of kind of this virtuoso camera cinematography. He's incredibly talented and his cinematographer at the time, and some people might want to know this, his name was Russell Metty, a really brilliant construction cinema, cinematographer who really allows the audience in with that three minute take um, there's also a 12 minute take in A Touch of Evil as well which you know Robert Altman has also kind of mirrored in his own movies The Player because people don't realise that actually 12 minutes of filmmaking with one take is almost virtually impossible unless yeah. you're very talented unless you're very talented and uh, you know with um, modern movies they can do it because they've got video they can do it again and again they can rehearse uh, again and again but in those days you're using film Using you know, film. And and it's clattering through the, the camera. And if you mess up the shot, it's such an amount of film that's gone to waste and you've got to do it again and again and again. Exactly. So it is masterful. It's available on YouTube, by the way, A Touch of Evil, the opening sequence. Google it and just watch and enjoy. And you'll want to watch the rest of the movie. And I know this is a passion project for you. I know you love this movie particularly. But people have said to me, even when I was covering the slot this morning, so what is film noir? Because, you know, people hear the, the, the name, but they don't really know it. So film noir is a cinematic genre and it merged in the 1940s and 50s. We'd have all watched these movies growing up on Sundays, you you know, you would have had the Maltese Falcon and many others. But it is actually a French term for black film or dark film, reflecting the dark and, and kind of morally ambiguous nature of the stories within the genre. So there's so much in it. Visual style, femme fatales, of course, are in there. And with A Touch of Evil, we have Janet Lee. Um you, you like Janet Lee, I yeah. think, don't you? As, in terms of an actress, of course, she is the um, the legacy that Janet Lee, of course, has created. But she is a wonderful, wonderful actress and uh, a very complex mm-hmm. one to boot. So the casting choices, actually, maybe Janet Lee wasn't always going to be playing Susan Vargas, uh, Miguel's wife in the movie. There was also a talk of Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth was, of course, mm-hmm. married to Orson Welles. So there was a shoe in for yeah. her as well. And, and a Mexican being played by Charlton Heston in Vargas. Yeah, um, that didn't go down well at the time. 
No, it really didn't. Um, he was cast as the narcotics officer. No, we, sh- we should mention in conclusion that Orson Welles was also a fine actor who appeared in, in many movies, Shakespearean and other, uh, and particularly The Third Man. The Third Man. I mean, he, to my mind, when we were studying Orson Welles in college years, moons ago for me, of course, it was the fact that he not only could cross-pollinate film and theatre, but also writing and directing as well. And of course, there's the, well, there's also the link to the Gate Theatre as well. He he was cast as Jew Carl Alexander of Württemberg in a play called Jew Seuss. Um, which was based on a uh, on a book and made much of it, I think, on his return to the United States. That's right. He was only sixteen when he yes. when he appeared in the Gate <laughs> Theatre. He's brilliant theatre success, of course. And we never even mentioned War of the Worlds as well. But yeah, um, which was a radio uh, thing, radio with, play, uh, which yeah. caused a sensation in uh, the United States. People thought, um, as the committee heard recently. Um, that there were aliens about. That's right. That, that was the magic of Orson Welles. If you don't know Orson Welles, please go and check out his work, all available on YouTube as Pat said. Wonderful. Lisa Cannon, TV host and executive producer of Spotlight. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.